And a good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it might happen to be where you are in the world. Welcome to the Alignment Show. In fact, this is our first episode. So that means we're still figuring things out, but that's okay. That's how we get through life, isn't it? Uh, if you've seen anything about the uh, lead-in to this, you know that the Alignment Show is coming sort of out of the pandemic. We've all heard of the Great Resignation. I tend to call it the Great Reassessment. I think people figured out that life is short. Don't want to spend your life doing stuff you don't want to do. That has led some people to quit their jobs, change jobs, start businesses. It's led some other folks to realize that they are doing what they need to be doing and then reigniting on that. So we'll be having conversations with both of those kinds of people. I'm very pleased today to have on with me a couple of folks I've gotten to know through the uh, uh, the Go-Giver Success Alliance. This is a group of folks who have read the Go-Giver and related books, perhaps. They are in Bob Berg's community, and I've gotten to know Lisa Wilbur and Jeff West through that. Now, they met each other and collaborated on a book project. We're going to be talking about that book. But mainly what I want to talk with them about is I've got a sense for both of them that they've done other things in their lives. They have figured out what it is that matters most to them. And I'm going to be talking with them about why are you now writers? Now, now Jeff, I know, has written other books. I, I can't remember if Lisa has or not. We'll ask her about that in just a second. But, you know, writing is not the easiest thing in the world to do, and it's certainly not the most lucrative. And so I want to dig into what is it that's important about that to them that has led them to that? So let's bring Jeff and Lisa in. And there they are. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you all with us. Now, I, I, we were talking just before we went on about how I, I didn't get any introduction stuff from you guys because I, I feel like I kind of know you and I was just telling what I know about you. But as we get started here, I would like to ask you to each just give a little introduction about how do you see yourself? Who are you? What, what would your um, positioning statement maybe be if you were meeting somebody at a networking event? Lisa, you want to start? No. <laughs> That's what it's like with these folks. <laughs> the marvels of live TV or live stream. Um, Lisa, you go first. Let's let's just Don't do it that way. Oh Here. no. <laughs> oh, but Mr. West is always so much better than me at this. Okay. Um I have a, a direct sales career that spans my entire adult life. I started when I was 18 and have been actually with one company over 40 years, and that is Avon. Um, all along the way, though, I have had an entrepreneurial spirit and have done books and speaking and done other side gigs along the way. But um, I'm very happy to say since 19... 87, which is when I went full-time, I supported myself and a family with just my direct sales income. So that's my, <laughs> that, that's my statement. <laughs> okay. And so you've been doing that for quite a long time. So yeah, we'll I obviously was that. a young child when I started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Well, Jeff, let's go to you. Uh, I have, uh, uh, I actually have degrees in music, which is going to make so much sense when you hear about my, how my career went. I actually got a bachelor's degree in music education and a master's degree in music composition. 
And, and those two degrees and a $5 bill will get me a, co- a cup of coffee in some place. <laughs> but uh, I actually ended up in sales uh, right out of college because of where I needed to live. And there were no teaching jobs open and what my degrees were in. And so I ended up in sales and I was immediately making more money in sales than I would make in teaching. And uh, it wasn't long before my wife and my children picked up these nasty habits. They, they wanted to eat and live indoors. What's up with that? And so I needed to keep making money. <laughs> and uh, I, have, I actually had a 30 plus year career in sales and sales leadership. The majority of that time was actually in Texas and spent with a company called Aflac, the insurance company. And uh, I started with them as a district sales, no, excuse me, as an entry level agent, but promoted to district manager pretty quickly. I was a district for eight years. Then I promoted up to be a regional sales coordinator for two. And then the last 10 years of that uh, that career, basically, I was one of eight state sales coordinators in the state of Texas. That uh, Most states only had one. Uh, in Texas, we were so large geographically and so large volume-wise that there were eight of us. And, but it was a wonderful career. The company was wonderful to me. But in my case, it, at the end of 2013, I decided it was time for me to to – uh, make a different choice as far as what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And fortunately, that career gave me that that ability to do that financially. And so uh, I had written my first book, uh, The Unexpected Tour Guide. Our mutual friend that we all love dearly, Bob Berg, was very kind enough that he let me send it to him. And he gave me his feedback, which was very encouraging and very positive. And so I started speaking and writing. Uh, and, and I've done coaching and all that, too. But my favorite thing in the world is to write. My happy zone is when I'm at my computer spinning a story. And I, I loved, I've written the, you know, the technical how-to books, but the sales parables, the business fables, that is my favorite. That's, I won an award for the Unexpected Tour Guide in that area. And Lisa and I decided, it's almost a year ago now, to collaborate. And we, we wrote, uh, said the lady with the blue hair. And that hit the number one uh, list on Amazon the day it came out. So we were, uh, it's, it's just my favorite place to be. It really is. Very good. Very good. And I appreciate that background. I will say, Jeff, one of the things that that I've done in my life is uh, I spent 30, no, 40 years teaching college students. And so my perspective is the degree doesn't matter that much. That is, the major doesn't matter that much. What it does is it teaches you how to put up with feeling stupid while you learn something new. <laughs> <laughs> it teaches you how to work with other people. It teaches you how to set long-term goals and pursue them. Right. So that music degree probably helped you quite a bit in that sales career. In fact, I've got to wonder for both of you, how did that creative background figure into your decision to write? You know, we, we want to dig into what, what led you to realize there was something you could do that would bring your life into greater alignment with your values. I mentioned about Lisa, you've been doing the same thing for a long time. In a way, Jeff, you've been doing the same thing for a long time. There are things that have not changed. You're simply changing how you're expressing them in a way. Does that make sense? It does. Go ahead, Lisa. I'll talk too much. (laughs) Did you see her eyes? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. <laughs> no, um, I think all along I've I've wanted I'd like to um, 
stretch my entrepreneurial muscles. So I've done how-to books and things like that. And this book was not written by me. It was written by Mr. West. But we collaborated on the book, and he came to me. Um, I, want, I want to lie and say, he came to me because of my marketing prowess. <laughs> Which is a lie. <laughs> no, we, we we knew each other, and, and uh, he liked the stories. And he was looking for someone who had some principles that they taught to their team and had a following. Um, and I fit the bill for that. And um, to me, it was a good opportunity because one of my passion things is I want to get to more women and say to them you need to be prepared to support yourself because at some point in your life, you'll have to. And because the older I get, the more I run into colleagues and friends who suddenly find themselves on their own and they can't support themselves. And to me, that's frightening. I mean, I can, I can support myself. Obviously I've been single for what, 12, 13 years now, but I run across so many that can't and they just don't even uh, attempt it. And I just want to get to them and say, you know what, this is something you want to take care of and shoot for in your life to have taking, you know, so that you can support yourself because it just happens. And so I explained that to Jeff and I think uh, he liked that mission, if that's what you want to. So, yeah. So, Jeff, how, did, how did that fit in? How did that mission fit in with what you do and have done your own values there? In my case, uh, the creativity has probably been lifelong. I, from high school on, I was doing a lot of creative writing and would get things in school papers and that kind of thing. But probably as an adult, the thing that would make that always made me the happiest, Don, is when I could work with someone and something changed and their life got better. And, and I don't mean that as a as any kind of a I love being on stage thing, although I enjoy being on the stage. It was more about seeing the difference. And um, uh, that's one thing that has drawn me to this, the business fables and the parables is because uh, there's a process that goes on in everyone's brain when they make a decision. I've branded it when I'm doing things, I call it fusion points. But when the positive emotional part, when, you, when the emotional part of the brain connects with the logical part of the brain, that's how decisions get made. And if you can connect positive emotions uh, with that logical center, those positive emotions and the combination with logic will make them want to move forward and they'll be more tenacious and they'll be, uh, they'll be more likely to move forward in everything that they're doing. And so even as a sales leader with Affleck and I would be speaking with groups, I did things naturally that would do that. And it was just creative. I didn't learn until after I got through with my career in Affleck and I started studying how those decisions get made that I really understood, okay, this is what I was doing naturally. And I think Lisa does this naturally as well, but now how can we teach that? And then what, but what happens in these parables and the creative side of it is it, my goal is to write a story that's just so good that whether it had a lesson in it or not, people would enjoy reading the story and they would want to do that. And then when you put that kind of an emotional feel with some great solid lessons, like what Lisa has been teaching in her direct sales teams for years, uh, it's just, it's awesome. It, it is an amazing thing. And you, you actually can have an impact. I was writing some marketing material for Lisa and I yesterday. And one of the things that I put that we both look at this that way is we want to make sure that we give so much more in value than what our readers will ever spend on the price of the book 
that it changes their life. It makes things happen. And we've learned that lesson, quite frankly, from Bob. Uh, you know, uh, he's been a great mentor to all of us, but his focus on providing more in value than you receive in compensation, or sometimes I'll say more in value than the actual transaction would require, that's when you make changes that people really remember. Indeed, indeed. I'll make a personal observation here. I've I've been a writer most of my life. I was a writer before I was a speaker. Um, and writers read, I'm sure you guys read a lot yourselves. Um, the last few years, without going into detail about why, the last few years, I've had trouble reading long-form material. You just couldn't focus long enough to get through it. Said the lady with the blue hair is a rare exception. I mean, I read that thing all the way through, and I think a lot of it has to do with <laughs> the fact that you put it in story form. We've mentioned Bob Berg. I think Bob may be on here. Um, I, I see some stuff from him in the chat. Um, he's been an inspiration to a lot of us, not only in terms of the principles, as you talk about giving value, more value than than. Uh, what you get, at least in monetary terms, perhaps, right. but in form. Um, and, and he and John David Mann had a collaboration on The Go-Giver and several of the follow-ups. Right. It's different collaborating than it is simply writing a book. I've, I've not had that collaboration experience. And so, Jeff, I, I think you wrote... Um, and you mentioned a moment ago, I'm drawing a blank on the name of, of your first book. Um, the Unexpected Tour Guide. The Unexpected Tour Guide. Yes, thank you. That one was a solo outing. Is that Correct. right? Correct. Okay, so, uh, and Lisa, you've written some how-to books and, and um, lots of other writing material that you do. I've mostly written short-form stuff. So what was different in the collaboration. Oh, I want this question. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. And, and, and how did, how did the collaboration satisfy your values? That is the things that are most important to you. Um, I th well, let me tell the, the origin story, if you don't mind, cause that yeah. was so awesome. <laughs> so um, it just happened. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. We were on the first, uh, success alliance call at least the one at first i was on and jeff was on the call but i didn't know him and he didn't know me and i happen to have blue hair so and uh, evidently i'm easily intimidated because of the lawyers and the doctors and all that and i'm sitting there thinking i'm just the avon lady and then i've got blue hair to boot so i wanted to say something uh so i decided to tell a joke about the hair to, I don't know, make it less, uh, I don't know, blue. <laughs> so I said, if you want to have less judgment in your life, go ahead and dye your hair blue. This is working for me. When I go down the grocery store, I see some lady in a tight skirt, and I'm thinking, man, that lady's got a tight skirt, said the lady with the blue hair. <laughs> and when I said that, of course, Jeff said in the comments, that would make a great title for a book. Now, the thing that I wanted to get to, why I wanted this question is because I think we both got into this. It wasn't until a year later when he changed his model to wanting to work with a co-author and write the book um, that we decided to do this. But I think we both want to change uh, people's lives that read it 
so that they take personal responsibility. The person I didn't expect to have their lives changed was me. <laughs> I I think I'm different person a different person than when we started this project, and it just um, I don't know if I'd want to do another book without a co-author. We really have had uh, complementary skill sets and have gotten a lot more done than I ever did on my own. He's known so much more about things that I didn't know about. Um, it just, I, I don't know, it was just a great experience, and I didn't expect the person to get changed the most to be me. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Don, I'll tell you, you made my day when you said your earlier comment about being able, you weren't able to put the book down. You read it straight through. You know, it, it, my first book is, is about half the size of this one. This one was, uh, I think, 188 pages or something like that. So it's a decent sized book, three to four hour read. And at least for me, and I'm re I read kind of slow, so maybe it's faster for other people. But uh, the collaboration has been an absolute joy. Uh, it's kind. It's the kind of thing, uh, going from writing solo work to collaborating with others, the positives of it are multiple. Like being able to take someone else's content and then just work on the story to illustrate and to bring that content to life for people. Uh, that's That takes part of the onus off of me. And I'm still working on my own things too. But the collaboration's been fun in that respect. It's been, um, when you're collaborating, you, you're, you're multiplying your reach. Uh, you're multiplying uh, the potential outcome where people can grab the book and do something in their lives with it. And of course, you, you're going to make compensation when they do, so, but you're multiplying that reach, so that's good. Uh, and over the, over the year, Lisa and I have developed a really good friendship where we kind of rely on each other to, to you know, run things past and, and pull, pull each other off the edge of the cliff sometimes. And, <laughs> and uh, so it's, 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 been a, it's been a real blessing on that. I, I, I will still do some of my own. It's just me. I'm working on a collaboration with someone right now. Uh, and I, I, I've learned something that you mentioned, John, David Mann, and Bob Burke combining on the, uh, the Go-Giver. I've learned a lot of writing skills that I've been blessed to become friends with both of them over the years now. And uh, John has a, a re resource called on his website called how to write good or at least gooder. <laughs> it's a fantastic resource for authors. Uh, I, I think e Evie posted in there that you're doing your book, Evie, go to John David Mann, two ends and man.com and get his, re his resource. It will help you on your writing for sure. But uh, the, I, I love doing the story part and uh, Lisa and I, and, and, and something she said about we have complementary skill sets is so true. And it's not something we knew ahead of time. Uh, the things that I can do and do well, uh, that's not necessarily her strength, but she's got a strength in marketing and especially the online presence that I never had. I've got, I've got good sales skills. I can teach anyone how to sit down, how to have a conversation. I can teach them how to, actually make it where they can influence people saying yes to even that first appointment. But Lisa's got a skill set that's proved so valuable to us. And at times she says she'll run something by me like she needs permission. And I'll laugh at her and say, darling, you don't work for me. You work for you. And I trust your judgment <laughs> on what you're doing. <laughs> it's an interesting insight into the nature of the collaboration. Um, I'm Years ago, I had a favorite fiction series that I read. It was... Um, the Adventures of Remo Williams. Yeah. 
and Jeff looks like you may know the series. Uh, the two authors of that detested each other. <laughs> they just personally, they detested each other. And in their later years, they wouldn't even talk to each oh, other. Um, the way they would do it is, um, I remember one of them's last name was Murphy. Murphy would write a chapter and end it like with a cliffhanger and then send it to the other guy, <laughs> leaving it to him to resolve it. And then he would, <laughs> I mean, they were like picking at each other in public. This is a whole different relationship you're talking about. <laughs> You know, it's not just the swapping off the writing duties, it's bring, bringing the, the skill sets together. You mentioned Evie. Evie is going to be a guest here on uh, the Alignment Show in a couple of weeks. And she mentioned, I don't know if everybody can see uh, her comment. She is writing a book right now. Right. So this is going to be a good resource for lots of folks out there that may be speakers and, and writers. Uh, as I'm looking at the clock here, because we, we want to try to keep this to a half hour, um, I'll give you a little bit of a heads up. One of my favorite closing questions, not asking it quite yet, just so you'll know that it's coming. <laughs> what should I have asked that I didn't know enough to ask? And then I'm also going to ask you to shamelessly plug the current book and any other projects that you've got going on. I will say that I read the Unexpected Tour Guide. Uh, honestly, Jeff, I read it after I read, said the lady with the blue hair. Although I bought it before <laughs> and it held my attention as well. So uh, I love that uh, business fable, I guess, would be the category that we're talking about. It's just, right. you know, just the unexpected, a great way. The unexpected so, tour guide's now actually available on Audible. And if, if people have not been an Audible member, either on Blue Hair or on Audible, if you'll go to the website, you know, we'll, we'll give you the show notes too on that. You can actually get the book for free. Sign up with Audible on their free trial, and uh, and then on the Unexpected Tour Guide, if they get that through Audible, I built a commercial into the recording. They can actually go get a free course of mine on my website that I've been selling for $97 for years. It's called Build a Golden Rule Referral Network. Uh, Excellent. So, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. If, I don't think you guys can share a text on the screen, so we'll make sure to get those links in the show notes. <laughs> Just to make sure I don't forget, because we're still in the process of building out the stuff that goes along with the alignment show. Uh, if, if you would, did I put this up here in a graphic? Ooh, where are you? Captions. There we are. Okay, you can go to confidencecultivators.com and be able to get on the mailing list. I will send out the link to what's going to become the show home. And that way you can get these links that we're talking about. So knowing that this question is coming, what should I have asked that I didn't know enough to ask? I'll put that to uh, Lisa first because we're putting you on the spot first. <laughs> okay. I just like doing that. No, yes. Peg wrote in the chat, love the audible version and what a collaboration that was. That Yeah, that was an example that Mr. West doesn't even <laughs> like to have me. No, it, it was one of those things that was the reason I'm a different person is because I had a mental block about doing that. And luckily, Jeff is a coach and a teacher, in addition to being an awesome writer. And he talked me through it. And um, the Audible version is awesome. We're getting good reviews from it. But that was a painstaking project that I'm so thankful 
<laughs> that Mr. West has the patience of a saint for. <laughs> It'll be easier on the sequel. <laughs> right. Oh, have you got a sequel planned? Yeah. Uh, we have a plan. It's going to be a, it's going to be a while. It's not going to be this year, but we we do have one planned. Yeah, cuz I want to know more about that lady with the blue hair. <laughs> so do we. We haven't admitted the rest of it yet. I try, we were joking in a in a meeting yesterday. I have to write it in order to find out what it is. <laughs> I like what John David Mann says, and I think he quotes somebody else when he says this. He says, I write to find out what I think. Oh, that's good. <laughs> There we go. Uh, the unanswered, the unasked question for me that I, I it, um, if I have that kind of opportunity is would be what's the most important lesson you think you've learned in your life, business wise, personal wise, whatever. And for me, it's a lesson that I actually illustrate in the unexpected tour guide. I had the blessing of working for a man in my first job out of college selling musical instruments named Jack Amberson. And Jack uh, is one of my life's heroes. And I I worked for him, I guess that was maybe two years, three years. And then he went on to another company. But during that time, he actually changed my life. And, and the, how it happened was I, I grew up in a family that wasn't really demonstratively em- expressive about their emotions. And uh, I know my parents loved me because they worked to make sure they put food on the table and, and take care of me, but they never really said that kind of thing. And uh, I was interviewing with Jack for the job that I took in the musical instrument company. And I, to, on the interview, he said, I was still finishing my master's degree. He said on spring break, come out and spend a week with me. You'll stay in my house. You'll eat at my table and you'll just do the job with me for a week to see if it's something you think you'd like to do. I said, good. So I went to spend the week with him. Don, every morning, he had two kids at that time. I think uh, Ted, the, the son, was maybe in the first grade, and Becky, the daughter, was a little bit younger. They're all grown now. How'd that happen? But, but, but every morning, uh, they would run in there. We'd be up at like 6 or 6.30 drinking coffee around the, the kitchen table. When they would wake up, they'd run in there. They would jump up into Jack's lap. And every day, he said, I love you so much. I am so proud that God picked me to be your daddy. And it just, I'd never seen that done. And it, it literally, it, it didn't just change my life. It changed the way I raised my children. And now I even see it in my grandchildren. I have been around both of my kids before. My kids, they're, they're grown women now. They're, they're very good people. I like them a lot. But, <laughs> but I have watched them say the same thing basically to their children. And it makes all the difference in the world. Nobody's perfect and nobody's going to grow up in a perfect environment. But boy, it makes such a difference when, uh, especially when it comes from a father, because lots of dads aren't that expressive with it. And uh, you'll change people's lives if you learn to express your emotions that way. Indeed, indeed. Okay, great insights this, this morning, guys. And I really appreciate the time. appreciate getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, let's make sure that we tell people how to find the resources. Uh, I, one of the simplest things to do is to go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, uh, right. you know, just any place like that. Do a search for said the lady with the blue hair. I don't think you'll find any other books by that title. Um, do a search for the unexpected tour guide. Jeff, what's your website? Uh, jeffcwest.com middle initial is C like Carl Charlie 
cutie. I don't know. <laughs> but that jeffcwest.com is where they'll find things about me. Uh, and Lisa has, has built a nice thing they can go to uh, for the other side, too. Yeah, Lisa, what's your website? Uh, said the lady with the blue hair.com. And, Easy uh, to remember. Yeah, I can't say a whole bunch because your story made me cry. What the heck, man? <laughs> I've, I've gotten a lot of tears out of you this year. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, man, oh, man, now they're going to want me to say something. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, just bringing together, this is one of my big things, bringing together emotion and reason. It is a powerful human experience, and we can just get so tied up in giving facts. Facts are not what move people. You know, there is no motion without emotion. I like that. Is that original to you? I like that a lot. I think so. I've not heard anybody (laughs) else say it. Uh, On the other hand, somebody else probably has. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to give you credit. Well, thank you. Uh, and it is literally true. You know, they have the same root word in the, the original language. So emotion is that which moves us. In any case, folks, um, we will uh, let me do a little wrap up here. Uh, Jeff and Lisa, hang on just a minute and we'll say uh, farewell here in just a moment. But uh, I hope this first episode has been useful to people. We know that most folks will see these kind of things, hear these kind of things in recordings. But we've had great participation live here. Uh, Really appreciate uh, Evie and Peg and Kathy, Bob, uh, uh, other folks. I saw some other names pop up there. Uh, Teresa, uh, glad that you are with us today. For folks watching the recording, you can catch us live at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. At least that's the time we're going with right now. May wind up moving it a little bit later. But right now, 9.30 Eastern Time, live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. We'll have audio-only versions available. We're still setting up the link with the Apple Podcasts. And we're still getting a homepage set up for the show. So you can always find out more by going to, and there's my captions again, confidencecultivators.com. I think that's probably going to wind up being the link for the homepage. But in any case, right now, that will enable you to get further information to keep up with our episodes. Looking forward to having Evie Diaz on in a couple of weeks. Next week, we're going to have Samantha Lane. Now, that's somebody I don't think Jeff and and Lisa know Samantha. I've gotten to know Samantha through another uh, community. Samantha helps overwhelmed individuals and companies who want to manage their time better so they can be present in life while being even more productive in their days. We're going to be talking with Samantha because it took a leap of faith for her to start that work. She realized the most important thing for her was overcoming workaholism to make the most of her limited time here on this earth. Turns out Samantha and I had a connection in the past at a college, and I didn't even realize it until we came back into contact with each other. So Samantha will be on next week. Look forward to having you on with The Alignment Show. Be sure and let me know if you know of someone who has wrestled with these kind of things, and we look forward to having these conversations. Until we see you again, Work on aligning that life so that you can live your values and value your life.